Hey friends, this is Michael Bohm with Youth Apologetics Training. Today we're going to keep going with this series about the new apostolic reformation. And uh, over the last few days, we've been talking about this strategic level spiritual warfare. Uh, this concept of taking dominion over our land, over our cities, over our nation, and over the world through these various tactics to try and, well, heal the land and kick those territorial demons out of the land. Okay, again, going back to the book of Daniel, uh, the New Apostolic Reformation believed that there are actually demons that are in charge of certain areas, certain territories throughout the land. And uh, although I, I think there is perhaps something to that, so I'm not going to argue against that point, uh, they take it now a step further and say, we as believers uh, are commanded and should and do have the authority to band together and take these demons out, you know, take them down and uh, take dominion. And we, we uh, kick these demons out. We take over a certain chunk of land, claim it for God. And eventually, by claiming territory, it's, it's kind of like a military um, campaign across the world to take these different portions of land, kicking all these demons out, binding them in the spirit, and all of that. And eventually, we have control of the whole world, right? That's, that's the idea. Now, they have all these tools, as we have mentioned in the last few days, to do this, all these different tactics and strategies that they use, like uh, prayer walking, identificational repentance, you know, where they sit down, they uh, study the area, uh, whether it be, you know, they, they look at, does the area have too many liquor stores, does it have a lot of strip clubs, this or that, okay, and they, uh, well, then there's some praying that goes into that, then they supposedly hear the voice of the Lord and they get some kind of diagnosis. Okay, this is what we got to do. Uh, maybe we need to repent and apologize to the Native Americans. Maybe we need to repent and uh, try to shut down some of these strip clubs or pray against them or abortion clinics or something like that, okay? So they have those tactics. Uh, they have some more, perhaps more unorthodox practices where they will march around buildings and uh, uh, blow shofars and shout, kind of like Jericho. Or uh, another tactic that's used is to try and uh, cut off generational curses. And we talked about that a few podcasts ago. We talked about gener this whole concept of generational curses. What is it? What is it not? Uh, and they will go through all of these elaborate ceremonies, all of these tactics, some of them don't sound too bad. Like, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned repentance. There's nothing wrong with making restitution. There's nothing wrong with apologizing to the Native Americans. God knows that we should, even though technically it wasn't us that did it. It was our ancestors. Whatever the case, that was wrong. A lot of things that were done to the Native Americans were just flat-out evil, wrong, sinful, and so, you know, nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong with um, 40 days of fasting, uh, getting together with a whole bunch of people and everybody uh, joining together in one cause and fasting, all right? 
and think about if some change, some lasting change can be brought about, whatever the case, friends, I, I think there's a problem here. I think uh, we've got a corrupt group following corrupt leaders with a lot of bad doctrine and false prophets to boot. Uh, and, well, something's not happening here, guys. Something's not clicking. Now, I already said, I mentioned before and I'll mention again, and I don't think this is a slam dunk argument by any stretch, but we don't see in the scriptures where we are called to engage these territorial spirits. So having said all that, I want to read you a couple quotes here. This is uh, right here. This is Cedar, C. Peter Wagner, and this is what he has to say uh, concerning all these elaborate and intense and full-on strategic-level spiritual warfare campaigns in certain areas. I mean, this has been going, guys, since around 1989 to 1990. He says this, now, we've tried a lot of these things, like I've just mentioned, marches for Jesus, prayer walking, identification, repentance, you know, you know how long we've been doing this? We've been doing this since 1990, since John Dawson's book, Taking Our Cities for God, first came out. This has gotten on our agenda in 1990, 14 years We've been working on city transformation, and I'm not talking about the mediocre leadership of the body of Christ. I'm talking about our best leadership has been into this. And, you know, we haven't gotten a single city in America transformed in America yet. Ouch! That's straight from the horse's mouth. I'm not calling seat. Peter Wagner a horse, but anyway, that's straight from his mouth. He's admitting it. Now, he's only mentioning 14 years here. That's because uh, this is an older quote. But we're talking 14 years of this intense campaign of, of all these amazing tactics that God supposedly showed him, right? I mean, we're talking about all these people who claim to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with God all the time, and Jesus is my homeboy type stuff, and I mean, is is Jesus got some issues too? Is he not capable of giving somebody a game plan and following through, or is there something else going on here? Are they talking to Jesus? That would be the next question. Is the Holy Spirit really showing them this stuff? Because, guys, it ain't happening. Here's another one. Uh, he says, since 1990, as I've explained, city transma transformation has been high on our priority lists, that, that, as I write this, was 15 years ago, so now we're about one more year down the road, our best top-level Christian leadership has been involved with this city, this in city after city across America. God has been providing incredible new tools for getting the job done, tools such as identificational repentance, spiritual mapping, Strategic prophetic prayer, massive all-night stadium prayer events, strategic level spiritual warfare, prayer journeys, pastoral unity, that's something I didn't mention earlier, and the concept of the church of the city. In addition, Bill Bright, Elmer Towns, and others made fasting popular, and I would guess that somewhere around half 
of American evangelical pastors have now experienced 40-day fasts. However, we cannot point to a single city in America that has been transformed in all of those 15 years. Uh, uh, ouch! Again, ouch! Man alive! Man down! Uh, I mean, look at all this stuff going on. All these tactics. This spiritual level, or strategic level spiritual warfare. All of this awesome sauce. And we're not getting results. Now, I know I'm, I'm making an appeal to some anecdotal evidence here, but guys, again, if, if God's in this, God doesn't mess around, okay? He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't say, oops, you know, not all of you guys are exercising your faith, and now I, I just can't act, you know? I, I just can't do it. Sorry, Israelites, you know, or future Israelites, I should say, you can't cross the Red Sea because not all of you are believing you don't have the faith, and I and I just simply can't part the waters. My hands are tied. Sorry about that. You're you're dead now. No, <laughs> God doesn't operate that way. And um, there's all these people coming together, appealing to the Lord and asking for Him to bind these supposed okay, all right, supposed territorial spirits. We're not seeing any real changes happening on the land. Here's another one. And in 1989, YWAM's John Dawson wrote, Taking Our Cities for God, How to Break Spiritual Strongholds, Giving a Five-Fold Approach to Bringing Down Our Cities, denom Demonic, <laughs> not Denominations, Demonic Strongholds. In the foreword, Jack Hayford called it a book of Holy Spirit insight. Similar books kept coming off the press. Typical was the one edited by Wagner, titled Breaking Strongholds in Your City, How to Use Spiritual Mapping to Make Your Prayers More Strategic, Effective, and Targeted. Yet, here we go, in the 20 years since this movement began, not one city has been taken for God. Instead, some of the leaders have lost their spiritual battle in their own lives to sexual sins. Now, guys... Oh, all right. We have seminaries all over the world teaching young believers who are on fire for the Lord. They're ready to get out there and do some good for God. And they're being taught this stuff. They're getting all jazzed up to do the wrong things, to bark up the wrong tree, to chase after all this stuff that's not good grief. It's, it's just making us Christians look more silly. Right? Look at all the money that's going into this. All these believers wasting their time going on these prayer journeys, taking all this time off work so they can do a 40-day a fast for this or for that. And for what? For the purposes of trying to take dominion, which we already know from the book of Revelation and from the Gospels and other parts of the Bible, it ain't happening, friends. It's not happening. We don't take dominion until Jesus shows up and takes dominion himself. I mean, we're just like the cheerleading squad at that point. We don't do nothing. We follow after him, but we don't, I mean, he's the one doing all the work. Uh, okay. So, what do we have? 
I mean, we, we've blown all this money. We've spent all this time. We've got all these books out on the subject. We've got all these seminaries teaching kids how to do this. All these pastors going out in the world, getting their congregations all riled up and doing all this stuff. What do we have? Let me ask you this. Has the abortion industry slowed down even one iota? No. It's gotten worse. Has our crime come down at all? No, it's gotten worse. Have we claimed any cities for God where real lasting change has taken place? No, no, things are getting worse. Has the pornography industry slowed down or come to a stop? No, it's getting worse. Has our government <laughs> gotten any better? No, no, they're getting worse. Just like the Bible said, they frameth mischief by a law. It seems like every new law that comes out nowadays is framing more mischief against us. It's getting worse. Guys, how do we change this world? How do we change this nation? How do we make any lasting change at all? One soul at a time. One salvation at a time. It is just simply by converting the lost and allowing God's word to get in their heart, get in their mind and wash them and sanctify them and bring them closer to God in obedience, in love, trying to be more like Christ. This is not some kind of a Christian jihadi campaign to militarily, militarily take down the world and take dominion, you know, and, and no, no, no. We convert one soul at a time. We go out there, we save the lost. That is how <laughs> we turn a nation back to God, one person at a time. You can't, you cannot push your Christian morality on others and and expect them to have a heart change. I mean, even if we had the majority in numbers and we voted our morality in, and friends, I'm not against voting. Go for it. Get out there and vote your morality. But that doesn't change the heart. And those who are forced to follow after the good and righteous Christian morality are only going to get more angry and want to push back harder next time they get a chance to vote. All right? We change their hearts by getting them lovingly converted to Christ and then Jesus, through his word, the Holy Spirit working on them, these people get sanctified and brought closer to God in, and they change from the inside out. They choose to follow after Christ and to be sanctified and to be better people. And, and that, in that sky is how we increase our numbers. And that's how we change nations and change the world. Now, ultimately, we know, again, that in the end times, uh, the beast will make war against the saints and shall prosper. Okay, so things are going to get worse. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. It's going to get worse. You know, another verse comes to mind nowadays. You know, woe unto them who call evil good and good evil and exchange bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Does that not just 
I, I mean, does that not just describe the world today? It just seems like everywhere you go, evil is called good and good is called evil. I, I read an article, well, I read more like the first few sentences of an article the other day that said something to the effect of the APA, the American Psychological uh, Association, <clears throat> now classifies um, pedophilia as a sexual orientation. What? So, no, we're not getting better, guys. We're getting worse. And this whole new apostolic reformation with its false prophets, false teachers, false theology, uh, covering theology, and all of the nonsense sexual sins uh, that's going on amongst most of the leadership, all of this stuff is nonsense. And friends, I mean, we are wasting our time if we're going to be chasing after these guys, these false prophets and apostles. We shouldn't have anything to do with them. Rather, we should expose them. Let's get out into the world and get some people saved. Tomorrow, we're going to look at this end times uh, transfer of wealth doctrine, which is pretty darn bizarre. I, I touched on it a little bit in my Word of Faith series, but you're going to see how this ties into this new apostolic reformation movement. Uh, they have some pretty big aspirations of becoming ridiculously wealthy in the end times. Is that biblical? What do they believe? What's going on? That's tomorrow. So with that, friends, if you'd like to chat about this, you can catch me on Google+, Facebook, and Twitter. And with that, I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow.